you've had your phase of drinking. Like, don't you want to start like a new phase of your life, like a new chapter? No. <laughs> this book's working out pretty good. <laughs> What if I'm sober forever? 350? <laughs> what, like, do you ever, did you, hang on. But don't you Can we start the show? Yeah. Even while Stacy's running around? Yep. Well, you probably, you have the most insight on that. But I no, but the I anxiety do. is, the anxiety is, what if I'm sober forever? That's the anxiety. Really? That's why people don't quit. But what's do wrong with that? you think that's why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want my life to go okay forever. <laughs> I can't live without another DUI. <laughs> No, but it's the sparkle. <laughs> it's the sparkle that drugs and alcohol give you. The sparkle on a day where you go, where the day has been, eh, and you get done and the sun's setting and someone just goes, want a drink? And that, yeah. where your heart skips a beat and you go, yeah, I'm not supposed to, but yeah, sure. It's, it's you're like the last holdout of all my and, friends. And by the way, really I'm are. the last canary in the mine and it's filling with water and I'm seeing it, and I'm chirping as loud as I can, and I can't find other canaries, they're all dying. Do you know how many friends I have in rehab? How many? Do you know how many friends have come to me with a sincere apology? <laughs> Fucking 12? Yeah. 12 people have hit that step and had to come to me and go, hey man, I need to make amends. And then I, I always go, and what's really fun about that is that you get to decide if you forgive them. Yeah. Nice it's cool to be like, I remember sitting at an elevator, one dude's caught up with me at a, at a radio station. And he was like, he, I didn't realize he was giving me amends. And then he was like, he was like, hey, I need to apologize. And I was like, oh, we're cool. And my wife's like, yo, yo, I think he's, I think this is his thing. And he was like, I'm going through the steps and I need to apologize. And I went, ah, oh. I was like, oh, I just normally just blindly accept apologies. I was like, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. And he gave it to me. I was like, fucking solid, dude. <laughs> I was like, I forgive you. It was so cool. I've, I've not forgiven two people. I mean, how did you phrase that? Were you like, fine? But I said, I don't want you in my life. I don't want to forgive you. I don't need you. Yeah. I don't think you're fixed. I don't think you've solved the problem. And when you do, come hit me up. Oh, I got to be honest with you. This <laughs> is coming from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a beer bong in his hand. He's like, no, go work on yourself. Go harder, buddy. <laughs> I had someone come to me with amends, and I was like, I didn't even remember what it was. It was like, I did this to you in high school. And I was like, I don't even remember that. Did you have any like that where you're just like, what? No, I remembered all of them. You did? Were yeah. they bad? Were they all bad? Were they all worthy of amends? One was just annoying. Yeah. One was really fucking bad. One, well, the, one, the one I won't forgive is, uh, it's just, it'll never, it'll never stop. He'll never get help. He'll never get help. He'll never get fixed. Right. He's, he's lost. He's lost forever. He's done too much bad shit to ever forgive. Yeah. And I just, Ari? I don't want him in my life. No, no, <laughs> fucking, I wish Ari would go sober. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I called Ari, I said, Ari's like cancer. He's the sickness and the fucking chemo. The, the weird thing about the amends process or the interesting thing having been through it is that it, it tends to be that you start remembering these things and it's the things that grade at you, right? And naturally, like all those memories come back and you're like, I owe Bert one, definitely owe J Like it naturally comes back. It has a pretty level kind of justice meter. But if it doesn't bother you, then you don't make an amends. Did you have to make amends? I've had to make some amends, and Let's I've had some people. Well, I've had some people in my life who've like just one person in particular who was like, I could see she was like waiting for hers. Like we were like <laughs> running right, right into each other, and she'd be like, "Do you have something to say to me?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not bothered by it at all." Was it Topanga from Boy Meets World? <laughs> yes. We did. There's a there's a child actor convention, and I had to apologize to half of them. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I know I've asked you this, but what was your like bottom where you're like, I am done boozing? I was 21. God, that's so fucking young. You never got to enjoy wine. <laughs> I did it. Not proper, yeah, not classy. Drinking. And what was your thing? Just weed? Was your th big Everything, thing? Everything, whatever you had. Oh, really? Pop yeah. Poppers? <laughs> Pop, yeah, poppers. <laughs> when I was, that's what I'd go to. <laughs> really? Would poppers be your indulgence? <laughs> Is that where your asshole loosens up? <laughs> yes. Just to take shits. You ever have one of those shits where it feels like it's coming out sideways? Just hit a popper and be like, oh, there we go. <laughs> your doctor's like, if you considered Metamucil, it's like poppers. <laughs> <laughs> but what was your bottom bottom? I don't know. You know, I was a big fat bastard for most of my life, right? Yeah. So I knew that I overdid things. And then from like 17 to 21, I just went off the rails and became a raging cliche. And I just, you know, I'd be- That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's why you get sober, when you become a cliche. Yeah. That was like one of my major driving things to be healthy right now was I was, I was, I was the guy that if anyone said, I was with this guy and he was so fucked up last night, he, I thought he had a stroke, everyone was like, fucking Bert. Yeah. And I was just like, and I got, I heard that twice and I went, hold on, that's not, it wasn't who I felt I was. And I was like, I'm not gonna be a, I'm not gonna do that. It's, it's, it's tough though, because your, your whole brand is wrapped up in it too. Yeah. So well, everything a, you do. That's the thing is like, I'm never gonna quit drinking. But I do, and I always say I'll stay healthy enough so I can continue drinking. I also don't want my drinking to be something people notice as like a, as a cliche. Yeah. I want to, I want to be Bert. I want to be Bert who also drinks, you know, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, that guy that drinks. Oh, you mean Bert? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But Keep going. I'm sorry. No, I, but I think you also, it's interesting, right? Because you have to make your peace with the idea that like, you probably don't have a normal relationship with alcohol. I do not. But you make it work. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah, I think I make it work. I think sometimes Clearly. someone said to me the other day, uh, I am doing a huge performance piece. Mm. And they're like, does it work? Or is are you letting everyone think it works? Yeah. <laughs> like that's the tricky part is like you go, is it working? Or am I so into it that I don't know if it's not working? I think here's what Dr. Drew says is the fact that you even have these conversations at all means you don't have a problem. Because I think most people with a, with a problem like, I don't have a fucking problem. But the fact that I'm, I'm a little introspective about, about anything in my drinking, that's why I want to try nicotine. So, because yeah. nicotine delivers. Yes. It delivers. It's more addictive than heroin. So, like, why wouldn't you add that into your life? Maybe you don't get the high with you nicotine. Get a, no. Coming from a guy who chews 10 pieces of nicotine a day. I get yeah, chew 10 a day. But, but you, you get that first one when you wake up yeah, and you yeah. have it with your morning coffee, you're getting a nice buzz. Yeah. For sure. I, I, it's gorgeous. I look at life too, like I kind of look at it like um, you you had a phase, you've had your phase of drinking. Like, don't you want to start like a new phase of your life, like a new chapter? No. <laughs> this book's working out pretty good. <laughs> I, yeah, I got you. What? Uh, give us an intro. Yeah, you notice we haven't said a thing about the food. Yeah, I know. Hey guys, <laughs> brand new episode of Something's Burning. I got Josh Peck, Jason Nash, two friends of mine. And today, we're making eggplant parmesan. Oh, best, best. I should have told you that at the very beginning before I started so cooking. Wait, um. Are you sure you're making eggplant parmesan? I know I am. <laughs> because that's hamburger. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm keto. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sweet. Oh no, I'm sorry. Hey guys, brand new episode. <laughs> I'm not making eggplant parmesan. I'm making eggplant lasagna. Good <laughs> and for a second, I was like, hmm, wait, how am I making this? Uh, 
No, what I'm going to do is I am, I am cooking the eggplant right now. I am browning the beef. I'm going to incorporate that into the sauce. I'm then going to make our filling. Okay. And then we will go eggplant, filling, uh, something like that. Pasta. Something like that. Pa- no pasta. No pasta. Oh, no pasta. Oh, keto. Oh, oh, it's keto. Keto's the oh, new oh, fucking thing. Oh, 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 How'd you lose your weight? Did you do keto? I stopped eating. I just don't eat. I know. An eating disorder is also <laughs> weight loss. Yes, it is. You just don't eat from like, uh, I don't eat till like 3 o'clock. For real? Yeah. That's your joke, though. That's, um, what is it? Intermittent fasting is eating disorders kissing cousin. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, good one, me. <laughs> Does it still count if you throw up? Oh, yeah, it's even better. Mess the two, right, Stace? The sauce and the... Yeah. Um, you, you ever get the flu and you, like, lose 10 pounds? <sighs> Or COVID. <laughs> no one ever talks about the upsides of COVID. The yeah, weight yeah, loss, yeah, yeah. the fucking lack of taste. <laughs> now you don't want to eat anything. That's hot as fuck. <laughs> I could do the meat and the sauce. Probably just as good. Thanks. Sweet. So how did you guys, you guys knew each other before I knew you, you guys? No, no, I knew well, you, you first. Knew. No, 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 no. But you guys knew each other through Dobrik? Yeah. Well, but we had met before. But yeah, not really. Ish. You you remember less than I do. Yeah, um, no, I remember. I think I was Man. always a fan of you by a fo- from afar. So I think right. that's why I feel like we were closer. Wait, than... tell me how you were a fan of his from afar. Because he was my favorite person on Vine. Oh, yeah. let's talk about Vine. Shall we? Whatever happened to Vine? Did you ever talk to the owners of Vine? They sold it to Twitter. And then that was it. And then Early. Twitter just killed it, right? Do you remember Periscope? Yeah, sure. Dude, Periscope. My favorite Periscope story ever periscope yes periscope i log on jesus and my favorite thing was to find someone good then share it with my fans yeah right find something good so i'd scroll 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 and then that you'd find like this girl smoking fucking dabs and like a and like a, a shirt no bra and you'd be like okay everybody we're gonna blow her spot up <laughs> yeah, yeah my favorite one ever black chick about 250 pounds i'm listening <laughs> And the title was, I'm about to fuck up a cheeseburger. <laughs> and she's got a cheeseburger on a table, and she's just sitting like this. Phones in a tripod, and she's staring at the cheeseburger. Yeah. And she's looking back and forth at her thing. And so I get in, I'm like, I'm here for this. I then share it with everyone, and I'm watching her. She goes like this. She goes, oh, hell no, Bert. Click and blocks me, and then blocks everyone, and just no. ate the cheeseburger by herself. No. And I never got to see it. Oh, oh. hell no, Bert. Why? Everyone started going, Bert sent me, Bert sent me, Bert sent me. Fucking wish I could have seen her fuck up Jeez. that cheeseburger. Why be on there if you don't want a larger audience? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think, you, you know, maybe she was like a true artist, like that guy Oliver Anthony. Who's Oliver Anthony? Oh, for real? Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like the redneck Taylor Swift. Oh, he is a is that the guy that the guy that Rogan shared the other day? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is he the rich rich men and rich men guy? Gotcha. Did you see what he wrote? Uh uh. He got offered an eight million dollar deal from a music label, and he turned it down. He said, "I'm not here for the money or tour buses or stadiums. I'm here to write music about my journey and my path, and I feel like that would fuck it up." So. I turned down everything. Please leave me alone. I just want to play my music. And gentlemen, be, gentlemen, thoughts? Be on Joe Rogan. He's not doing Joe Rogan. 
What um is it? I feel like Lana Del Rey did that a little. Like oh, she, well, she was beautiful, right? And she, but she's fucking cool. Like I feel like she's sort of. What did she turn down? She just like she's not around. Like she deleted. Like she went. Like she deleted all her social media. Oh. And, but she's still playing the big. She. Yeah. My fiance wants to go see her. She just played uh, Lollapalooza. Yeah, but that's like the coolest <laughs> of all the festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two hundred thousand people. That's the least that's like sellout. Saying, I don't do drugs, but you do ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, would you I, do ayahuasca? No. Later. I want to. No. For real? Yeah, but I'm afraid to. Well, yeah, of course. Have you done it? No. I don't what? have that brain. Oh, really? I would think that you would oh, be right there. No, 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 no. Tom did designer ayahuasca. Yeah. Like DMT? No, like. Like he just paid a lot of guy to take him to the Four Seasons and shaman, give him high end mushrooms. Shaman in Austin type. Yeah. Okay. A lot of shamans in Austin. Yeah, a lot of shamans <laughs> in Malibu. <laughs> I can't. It went from, you, you ain't from around here to, you don't know where you are. Right. <laughs> if your shaman's name is Steve, I can't. Yeah, if your yeah, shaman's yeah. name is, I've had so many people tell me about their ayahuasca trips in Austin. Right. That I'm like, how the fuck did the, so wait, talk to me, wait. So you guys were met through Vine? Yeah, we, we did we, we meet on Vine? We met, we had met, and then basically, and the thing that I love, I think, what I give David Dobrik the most respect for. I'm dying. I could do a deep dive on that kid. I know oh, yeah. nothing about him oh, other than yeah. he's an illegal alien. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's on DACA. And and he got stuck in like Prague for a month or something. Yeah. And he's got that it now. Kid, he... That kid's smart too, because you know what happened with him? He got kind of fucked, in my opinion. He got kind of fucked. And then he was like, all right, cool, man. I'm going to go back here. I'm going to go back here. And you're like, oh, and I'm sure he doesn't need money, but it's kind of nice to go. It's kind of nice to see his journey a little bit. I don't know. You guys know him. The thing that I, I respect about him the most is that he realized the greatness of Jason Nash. Oh. Because Jason nice. had been around. Yes. Jason had been around, kicking around. It's like so many of these guys, not so many, but like a couple of these guys we know where it's like, if only he had the right vehicle, people would understand his greatness. Because like I said, I was uh, a fan. We could suck Jason Nash's dick all day long. I'm yeah, ready. Let's I've been it. a fan of Jason it's Nash's. Nice. The best. For a long time. Since he first used the word Lorna Dune in a joke. <laughs> Back in my day, the Limp Biscuit was when we all jacked off on a Lorna Dune. You guys jerked off on Lorna Dune, huh? You remember that joke? Yeah, yeah. What was that? That's uniquely Northeast. He remembers... Uh, jokes that I don't remember from when I used to do stand-up when I was in my 20s. Like, he was on Two Bears, and he, he said a joke that I did, and I was like, oh, yeah, what I have a lot of, There's a lot of jokes you what did that, that make joke? me laugh. I still, to this day, one of my favorites, just like the good, like a good parenting joke, Marnie told Jason to go upstairs because Wyatt had said, fuck it. And he was like, she's like, you need to parent that. And he was like, okay. And so Jason's version of parenting is, he goes, what were you saying that about? <laughs> He, was, he, he had some trains. He yeah. dropped the trains and the kid said, he said, fuck it. Yeah. So I had to go in and say, uh, explain when to use fuck it. But I don't remember the joke. But, and you were like, like, listen, if you were like, these trains are too complicated, I want to do onto something else. And you're like, fuck it. Then you're allowed to say that. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> it was just such a, like, I love little subtle jokes like that. Are you timing this? Yeah. Okay. Check on. It's been 15 minutes. Um, Check. Ooh. <laughs> I like to see Bert happy. Yeah. I am so happy so often. I'll tell you what was cool about when we when we did do the videos. 
was we were making these videos and David was getting like a big audience or whatever. And then it was one day he just called Josh Peck. And then suddenly Josh Peck was in all the videos, like a real- You called me. Yeah, well, he, I was with him when he called you. Yeah. And then suddenly there was like a real comedic actor in the videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that was really cool. Oh, I didn't realize Josh Peck was Josh Peck for the longest time. Oh, really? Yep. You didn't I, realize it was the same guy? I didn't realize, I've done that with a b number of people. Yeah. The thickness, the what, no, the- The, the whackness. The whackness. The thickness is my porn. <laughs> <laughs> the whackness was one of my favorite fucking movies. Oh man, thank it you. Had a, it had a, such a vibe of kids, mm. but an accessible vibe that you got, that you could get. You know, like, uh, does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Like kids had kids was such a great fucking movie. Yeah, but it's intense. At the time, you're like, oh, fucking everyone's got AIDS. It's a lie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh fuck, did I just watch you get raped and get AIDS? I suck right. AIDS. You're like, oh, this isn't how I wanted to. You're like, turned it off. You're like, do you want to make out? <laughs> this is a wrong date night movie. Yeah. Remember the kid with the tampon? He puts it? it. He puts the tampon in fruit punch, and then he. Yeah. He sucks it. Is that Tully? Yeah, Tully. Yeah, yeah. He's dead. Yeah, yeah. Totally you know what's crazy is I worked with Rosario Dawson. Yeah. And I got to ask her all about that movie. She was in that. It was her first fucking movie. Yeah. She was a kid uh, from the Lower East Side. By the way, Rosario Dawson, distractingly attractive. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Do you remember Christy Turlington? Sure. Oh. I saw her in person. You know, you you see her in person. You like your breath gets taken away. Yeah. You're just like something. She. Who's the, is that the, is that the, who's the prettiest person you've ever seen? Gwen Stefani. And I told Gwen her ex-husband that. <laughs> I told Gavin Rossdale. It was a Gavin. big mistake. He's, he he's like, a he handsome was, man too, He's like, way. I used to be married. And I was like, yeah, we know. And yeah. he was like, <laughs> I was like, she is the hottest chick I've ever seen in person. And he was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would never cheat on her. And he was like, mm. <laughs> He's a sweet guy. I talk to him all the time now. <laughs> yes. So, I saw him at laser tag once. For real? Yeah. He's How'd a he good looking dude. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What was the score? Now he's just waiting for his kid at like a birthday party, I think. Uh, but he seems super nice. He's a I, nice guy. I hope to be the dad who participates in the laser tag. Yeah, how's it going? Good. Yeah. It's great. How's it going? They're alive. <laughs> They're thriving. Four and a half in ten months. It's great. Oh, it lives up to the hype. Josh. What the what the kids? Being a dad. It does live up to the hype until it doesn't. When doesn't it? Yeah, send them to therapy. Like preemptive therapy, like uh, prophylactic. Yeah, just because you're like like. My wife's like, everyone needs therapy. And then you send your kids and you realize they talk about you. Oh. And you're paying yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the therapist calls you in. And uh, suddenly. I've, I've, been to, I've been to my, I shouldn't yeah. probably talk much about this, but I went to my daughter's therapy once. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because we just trash talked my wife and my daughter. <laughs> it, was, it was not what I'm sure you're supposed to do in therapy, but it was fucking hilarious. And Isla and I were like, yeah, fuck them. You want to go get coffee? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. What about couples therapy? You guys ever done that? No. Is that like a big harbinger of doom for no, your relationship? No, I'm sure. You, did you go to couples therapy? You had to. Yeah, yeah. You had to. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> Say more. It was a fucking disaster. And Do you guys want anything to drink? No, I'm good. Okay, good. Thank um, you. It was a bad therapy. The, my therapist was like... Your therapist said what? My therapist goes, I think we're ready to bring in uh, Marnie. And I go, okay. So then Marnie's nice, she comes and she goes and sits with me. And then the guy just attacks her for like the entire hour, just basically saying like what a horrible person she is. And I, and I was like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> I gotta go in a car with her. Yeah, minutes. yeah. But he so saw you alone on. for a while first? Yeah. 
So that's weird, right? <laughs> because is technically, it but yeah. it's just what Bert said. That's exactly what therapists do. They they bring one person in, and then they're ready to bring not the other people in, right? Not true couples therapy. No, it's it's have only unethical. No, I haven't, but I have a lot of friends who've been through it. And what I found is that the really good couples therapists go, "I'll never see you two alone because oh. it's not about you alone. It's about this and your interaction together." Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I'd kind of want to. I can see myself doing it dirty. Yeah, because you want to manipulate. Like being like, where do you meet Leanne? Look, there's a lot of shit you don't know about her. <laughs> right. That you should know about her. Wyatt told me there's a therapist that his friends go to, and they just go to the mall. What? They, they don't even sit in a room. That's a babysitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking, Isn't that weird? That's a fucking... And by, like, shoes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Just walk around the mall. this therapist. <laughs> I remember I had to go when I was 10 years old because my mom's like, I'm a single mom, and he's very overweight, so he's going to need therapy. And so... <laughs> and his name was Dr. Berger. And he oh, was like, that's a wrong kind of little fat kid. Too. It was wrong. <laughs> I was like, I'm triggered. And he goes, Well, what's what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I guess kids make fun of me at school for being fat. And he's like, well, You know, growing up, like kids called me hamburger or cheeseburger. And I was like, Doc, I'm morbidly obese. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't control your name. Like, I think that's a false equivalency. Like, like I'm on statins at 11. Are you serious? Yeah, Crestor, early days. Crestor? No side effects. That's not bad. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I had that good SAG insurance, you know, so I figured why not. Also, tell him, what did you tell me once about the chairs? Oh, that as an overweight person, I would sometimes do like algebra in my head about chairs, and I would kind of like game it and be like, do I think that chair can support me? Really? Oh, yeah. Cause I just didn't know, like, am I gonna break it? And like, cause I've I've been I've never, but I've been I've certainly heard some chairs do some angry creaks where I'm like, Dude, I'm a second away. The uh, we were at Fully Loaded and there was a dude, a fat guy, who came backstage and he was hanging out with all his friends. There was a lot of hot chicks. He was younger, you know, but like you could tell. This is what's crazy. Fat guy was his personality, right? Ah. Like you, like, I, and, I, and I'm not saying I've been there. So I really haven't. I know that people think it is, but like, you could tell he was the fat guy, right? He was the big guy. Hey, but he'll drink it. Yeah. And he sat in a chair, and the chair broke. <laughs> and I, and I knew him and what he was going through, and everyone laughed. Oh fuck! You gotta lose weight. You fucking broke the chair. He was like, Yeah, right, right. I pulled him aside and I was like, Hey, brother, it's okay. This, this isn't who you are. You can always lose weight. He's like. I'm going. I'm going. You can see like his eyes welling up, and I was like, "I'll cry right you now." Just bro- you just broke a chair in front of 180 people. <laughs> First of all, you do have to lose weight. <laughs> they make these for everybody. <laughs> these yeah. aren't just for skinny. Yeah. These are like legit. I'm sitting in. Yeah. Poor fucking kid. Oh. And then do we go? Eggplant. And then eggplant. Then filling. Yeah. Filling. And then meat. Okay. I want more cheese. Do we have more mozzarella in there? I love that story yeah, because that. that has happened to me. I've, I've sat in a chair when I was heavy yeah. when I was a kid. It's just something about, I don't think there's anything funnier. So, <laughs> yeah. There, as a fat guy, there's a couple things. Like, uh, the worst part of being fat is not being able to be in a roller coaster. Have you guys ever been there? Me either, then. <laughs> I couldn't rent a jet ski. I wasn't allowed to rollerblade by my mom because I think she thought my bones wouldn't support it if there was a fall. I mean, there were a lot of limits. There were a lot Skydiving. 
Yeah. Oh, skydiving. I got, <laughs> I, uh, I got out of bungee, or uh, I got out of base jumping one time. Yeah. I was like, how much do you weigh? I was like, what's the weight limit? And he was like, 225. I was like, bro, <laughs> we're good. Was that for Travel Channel? For Travel Channel, yeah. I can't believe that their insurance would allow you to base jump. I know, right? Is there anything physical like that still left on your bucket list that uh, you would consider? No, I have nothing on my bucket list. I'd like to go to India by myself to, in, to, uh, to get some sort of, I want to find out a little more about myself privately. Like I'm such, I'm so pampered right now that I feel like I need, I need something to, what is it called that I'm trying to get? Intrinsic value. I'm trying to get intrinsic value. And you myself. think you'll find that in India? I think if I travel by myself to India, I might, you know? Um, I don't know. I'm looking for like, I want to find some, I want to find a little bit of real worth in me as opposed to like, I don't mean shallow worth, but like, as opposed to like an award, mm. you know, like I want to find, and I understand why like you see people like, uh, what's the guy's name who did, who did uh, America Sings in high school? Zach Efron? Yeah, that guy. I see. <laughs> <laughs> right? America Sings. <laughs> I want to do, like, you understand why he does that Netflix show where he, like, travels the world and looks for stuff. Yeah. Like, you go, yeah, man, I get it. You fucking <laughs> fucked all the pussy in Hollywood. You need to hang out with him all day and translate what he's trying to say to everybody. Yeah. Like, you fucked all the pussy in Hollywood. You're, you're, all that's left is dudes. You're probably like, what the fuck is this all about? Let's go to fucking India and meditate. Right. Eat, love, pray, fuck. <laughs> well, there we go. And now this you gotta looks make it a really show. good, by the way. Yeah, it looks yeah. Good. I just want to say, so we're doing layers of of eggplant. I love eggplant. So good. I love eggplant. I'll fuck up a nightshade. I bet when they it's a why is it called a nightshade? I think it's like in a class: tomatoes, eggplants, mushrooms, all shit Tom Brady doesn't eat. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six players' stats projections and watch the winnings roll in. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Come on. How fun is watching sports going to be for you? You get to watch basketball and football and you got all your, st this is, if you're looking for excitement this year, this is your go-to without a doubt. It's easy, it's fun, and it's reliable. Go to prizepicks.com slash burning and use code burning for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash burning and use code burning for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. So wait, I want to go back to you guys because, wait, what were you doing when you found each other? Like, what what were you, I want to know your path. How did you get into the internet? It was interesting. So I had, um, I it had, should be noted. I'm so sorry to interrupt. It should be noted. I'm curious about the same for you. Like, because you guys yeah. own the internet. 
and and it's cur- I'm curious to your path because you guys both had wildly successful careers yeah. and kind of transitioned into like something fun. I worked in traditional most of my life and then I tried Vine randomly like in the first six months that it was created. So I think the algorithm was on my side. But within a year, I was like the, the number one person on there just because I would make these like dumb videos and because I had such like sticky sitcom mentality, <laughs> it worked well for six second videos. Yeah. And then I played this like weird game for a couple years where I would do it and it'd be great and I'd make a little money and I loved it because it was in my control. And then I went and played John Stamos' son on a sitcom and I'm like, forget the internet. This is where I belong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember that show got so hard body canceled in like, 2016, summer 2016, and you called me in that winter, and I was just like, I'm so over, as I'm sure we've all been through, having it be out of my control, yeah, and having no say in things, and just ha- having my life in a holding pattern. And so I remember when he and David called me, and I went over, and we shot this one hour bit, and it was literally like all the great things that we love about acting, and none of the bad, like no waiting, no makeup, no checking in, no commute, it mm-hmm. was like, we spent an hour, we topped each yeah. other with jokes. No sitting in a fucking trailer. And then yeah, we were done. Yeah, I that, yeah. And that was what I spent, I remember thinking like, if he calls me to do it again, I'll do it again. Yeah. And and he called me every day for two years. But yeah. it was like, it just was so fun. And then it became lucrative and I'm like, oh, I'm happy to take a time out right now. And it's not like I was turning down A-list shit, but it was like, I'd rather do this in some like bad indie that I don't even know how it'll turn out, you know? Yeah. The, the the life of an actor is always so fascinating to me. I, I, I just couldn't do it. But like, because you're in Oppenheimer just now, which is insane. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Like, insane. Congratulations, yeah. And then, but then that time before that is like, well, what am I doing? Yeah, totally. You had a series though, right? Yeah, but there certainly was a year or two where I was like, what's next? I don't know, man. I don't know how people do it. I, can, I could not, I'm not good at auditioning. But you're so I'm good in the room. And you talked about mm. on my pod how good you are with nerves. So why aren't you good at it? Like you're great under pressure. So why yeah. why not auditions? Because uh, I don't, I always wanted to get them what they wanted. Ah, uh, that's, yeah, you can't do that. Instead of what I wanted them, what I think they needed. Like I never interpreted anything. Um, and I And I just, part of me was like, I'd watch people murder it mm. and then be themselves. And I was like, oh, I just don't have that in me. Yeah. Did you have to screen test for the machine, like show Sony no, anything? No. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, no, I, as a matter of fact, thank God we were in a pandemic by the time we got there and we just did a table read over Zoom so I could fucking have the pages up. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't in the table well, read, I was yeah. re- reading the script. Yeah. yeah. And they got done, and you're like, they're like, I got a DM, or I got a text from Kale, and he's like, dude, you can fucking act? <sighs> and I was like, I don't know, can <laughs> I? And he was like, you just murdered that screen test. And he's like, they're like, that's all anyone's saying is you can act. And that's, everyone's through the roof. And I was like, I guess I can act. I I never thought I could. And so, uh, oh, I love cheese. I love cheese. God, I love cheese. I don't think I could ever give up cheese. I'm going to put more cheese on I mean, I think nobody can play you as good as you. Sadly, that's all I can do is play me. I'm like the Pete Davidson. But there's nothing nothing wrong with that. I think that's fun. I think that's, those are my favorite comedies. Like Owen Wilson. He's always Owen Wilson. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but Owen, yeah. Uh, Larry David, like that's my favorite show. Uh, those are my favorite vehicles. Like I used to love Louie when he would make oh. his show. Oh, yeah. Well, Louie was so, was so Louie. Yeah. That you're like, it's hard to, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I think there would be better Burt's. 
<laughs> I like That's a show, Better Birds. Yeah, where I do episodes of my life, and then every episode a new person plays me. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Like they did with the... Uh, the, the when when Heath Ledger passed away? Dude, we're connecting. Babe. That's exactly what I was going to fucking say. <laughs> I'm right here. Right here. Give, give me a couple others. I got to cover this, guys. Um, but yeah, like when Heath Ledger passed away and they had everyone play Bob Dylan, I thought that was badass. Oh, because, that he passed because away, Heath but... Ledger was supposed to play Bob Dylan? Was it Bob Dylan or was it like, because I remember Johnny Depp came in. It was a Terry Gilliam movie. And Terry some... Gilliam from uh, Monty Python? I think so. Wow. Have you ever heard the story of Monty Python? No. One of those guys drank himself to death. Uh, That's what I'm always afraid of. You don't know the day you drink yourself to death until one day you drink yourself to death. Right. I have a friend that right. that happened to in college. I have a couple friends that happened to in college. I have a friend that we had the best story, and I told it to everyone, and everyone was laughing hysterically, and they're like, you got to tell that on stage. And then the next day he died. And I was like, fuck, mm. I guess I can't tell that on stage. But he was a fucking, he was a cokehead. The, uh, the coke killed him? Yeah, he was down in Mexico. Heart attack? Yeah. Or a bad batch? Yeah, no, well, I don't know. You never know, really, but I think heart attack. I think he had a heart attack. Yeah. That's the fucking thing. Did you like coke? It's fine. Is yeah, it? of course. What's not to like? <laughs> yeah. Do you like unprotected sex? <laughs> yeah. It's the same. Unprotected I sex suppose. and coke are like, they're like kissing cousins. Because you once you put it in unprotected, you're like, I'm going to be doing this for my life. <laughs> I, know I, I know I can't do this after all the yeah. time. I know this has to be every now and then. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to do this more than just on New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the first person you had unprotected sex with? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look into that camera and address The her. first person, I not the first time, but yeah, the first person I hooked up with regularly. Really? Yeah. And Stupidly. Then, oh. Right did, away. Uh, it was like, it was the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. It's so great. But then I remember at like 21, I had a scare where I thought like I had some, like I was just, I what it turned out, to, I can't believe I'm telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> It turned out to be an ingrown hair oh. from grooming. And I literally called my pediatrician and I go, I'm having an asthma attack. I need to come in now. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, come in. Like, obviously you have a history of asthma. And so I go in. Obviously you have a history of asthma. <laughs> you take your dick out. He's like, you're using the wrong inhaler. <laughs> I'm like, the immuterol ain't working, dog. Also, I'm a bad person. <laughs> and he looked at me and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, don't be an idiot. He's like, I can't tell you how many people come in here who really have, he's like, that's nothing. Yeah. How many people really have something? And from then on, I was like, never again. He's like, every person that comes in here, he's like, gorgeous people, not gorgeous people, successful, not successful. They're all humping without protection. Shut up. And they're all catching something. Well, how many girls have you had sex with? Me? Yeah. 1,400. Yeah, have you had no, sex with, you know. only had sex with a few though, right? You're not like a, I don't know. I don't have a list. I mean, but no. But is it? Do you, is it more than I think? No. Well, you weren't like because you weren't like a dog. You were never a dog. You were no, never I, like I, a, a I player. Was, You're was, always a sensitive dude. I was scared to have sex with people. Me too. You know, so I would. Um, I would never actually have sex with anybody. Yep. Or, or you know, maybe fool around, but I'd not. Fool around, yeah, but, yeah, but I would not. not. Uh, it, it's it's just bad news. People, people get attached, people get pissed. Oh, all of that. I, the, you know? That's the shrapnel I never expected. Uh -huh. I was like, oh wait, you fell in love with me? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. this is yeah. awkward. 
I thought we were just playing. And I didn't know that when I was younger. I didn't realize. I was like, but as I got older, I was like, oh, this is this this comes with a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you, you just can't. I had this older, like, sage guy in uh, a sobriety guy. And I remember it was right before I met my wife. So I was like 23 or something. And everything was going right. Like, I was in shape. My life was going well. And so I would, like, you know, have fun. And I was very, like, honest and communicative from the beginning. Like, if I met someone and we were going to hook up, I'd be like, listen, I just want you to know, like, I'm not looking for a relationship. I don't want to mislead you. So, you know, if you want to have a good time, great. If not, totally understand. But inevitably, shit would happen and yeah. people would catch feelings and things would. And I remember he said to me, you know, eventually you're going to have to make the decision for them. I was like, what do you mean? Mm. He's like, because not everyone has tools, but mm. you're equipped. So you're culpable, even though you feel like you're clean and you told them and you communicated. Uh, damn, that's if, good. And I was like, yo. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. you'll say it. You'll be like, so you understand this is just sex. Like, you'll say that. You're yeah. really up front. And then that's not what it is. I said it to Leanne. <laughs> I did. And then she fucking trapped me. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Looking for special occasion meals during the holidays? Level up with Gourmet Plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Enjoy premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus if you're like me and you're busy and you're trying to keep your diet on the right track. Want to eat nice too? Because these meals are phenomenal. You throw them in the fridge, you open them up, put them in the microwave. They're done quicker than you'll ever cook a meal and better than anything you can make. Head to factormeals.com slash burning50 and use code burning50 to get 50% off. That's code burning50 at factormeals.com slash burning50 to get 50% off. Thank you, Factor Meals. What's the difference? You can't answer this. But what's the difference between this marriage and the other one? This one is, I, I'm like, I'm mature and I understand how lucky I am. The other one, I was like, I don't want to go to Cost Plus. I don't want to go look at rugs, <laughs> you know? We, we, need to, we need to change the, the paint in the living room. I don't, it's, it's I, didn't like, I don't want it to be eggshell. I'd be like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a fuck what the fucking living room looks like, which is not okay. And I used to think it was okay. And I'd be like, I, I just didn't care. I'm like, I, I, I gotta make money, like I want to work. And she, and then, you know, poor her, she was, she just wanted like a regular life. Like a regular, like, yeah. she would come in. I remember going into that house. It was gorgeous. Yeah. His ex-wife, yeah, his ex-wife has gorgeous. an eye for real estate. Yeah. Going to the house and go, this fucking kitchen is badass. And Jason's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Want to go outside? <laughs> be like, hold on, tell me more about your kitchen. And be like, I don't know. Fucking let's go outside. I didn't it's care. red fucking stoves. Who cares? Yeah, let's go. I didn't care. It was a badass. She had fucking. an armoire that she would move every year up to the, up to the bedroom and then down to the living room every year. And it was impossible to move. It would take four guys. You'd have to call somebody to come over and she'd be like, I think I want to move it downstairs. I'd be like, no, 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 just leave it in one fucking room. <laughs> Stuff like that. And now, because I was single for so long and now like, I was like, you know, alone. Yeah. Like ready to be alone for the rest of my life, for sure. 
Really? And I came to peace with it. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll sit here and watch Curb Enthusiasm every night. And like, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then she, I met her and, you know, she's gorgeous. And, and I can't believe she's with me. So now I'm still in that phase of like, oh, I can't even believe this. Like that every time I see her. That's, that's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's somebody that's into me. Like what? Yeah. And, uh, and also like she's much younger. So I'm like, I don't understand why. But what, okay, so what is it about, I have the same thing you have, yeah. I think, where it's sort of arrested development, where I have no problem hanging out with, like, like Jimmy Tatro was in my movie, yeah. and I said to him, and I said something about us being friends, and we were friends, and we were buddies, and then I realized I'm older than his dad, and then I'm like... Yes, well, I can speak to this, yeah. because young people are more fun. <laughs> <laughs> they are and, and 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 you're excluded from this yeah because you're you're a blast oh. you're just like <laughs> no, you're gonna say you're black <laughs> <laughs> but oh, no thanks. i mean like you're you're like larger than life you know yeah. what i mean which is awesome like i wish i could hang out with you every day no please but everybody else your age and my age i mean dan the Ooh. dentist is pretty late oh yeah i mean oh, what yeah. a fucking have, you, made, have you ever hung out with a grown-up oh my the worst. god my god i like it are you serious? No, oh, yeah. Josh. I love, I love mundanity. I love a little mm. slice of America. Marty like, tells me little stories about people like that I used to know and see. She'd be like, so so Tom and Robin were at uh, Temple last night. And of course, Robin was like talking shit about everybody. And when I hear it, I go like this. I go, oh. like I, I, sh I shudder because that was my old life. Like, I don't fucking care about Tom and Robin, you know, like. I can't like you're like the guys from Dunkirk. I can't believe we got out of there. Yeah, I can't even believe it. Like I, oh my god, people talk about their gazebo. People talk so about that's... their ailments. Who's dying? Ooh, this that's a... the one thing that's great about kids. Like yeah. when you hang out with like kids. Yeah, and I've hung out with a bunch of kids where you go where they don't talk about death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, don't yeah. talk about anyone. No one's died. No. If someone died, it's an OD, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. I'm gonna take the top off this and let it brown a little bit. Wow. Yeah. I'm starving. What? You give it, it's about five or ten, five more minutes or so before you take the top off, and you can take it off your mouth. And then it's about 15 or 20 minutes. Oh, whoa. It's about 15 or 20 minutes all the Gorge. Time. Wow. Wow. I think you're going to be really happy with what I got you into. I can't wait. Um, you had a bit about being with parents in your special. That was great. Remember you went to the, uh, you went to an auction? Oh, yeah. And so did those, do you get along with those parents? No. A lot of them I don't. They they did not find me, you know you know the you know the uh, I had the auction one, and then the snow machine one that was also in the special. Yeah. That you know that happened at our kids' school. I did. Yeah, during choir. Oh really? You during choir. Uh, it was they were doing you know choir was so fucking long and they just decided they'd auction off the snow machine. It was me and Isla. I mean the truth of the story. I think I say oh yeah I, I, yeah no yeah the truth is the truth. Oh, because sometimes you you know you shorten things. Sure. But it was me and Isla. It was me and Isla yeah. sitting there, bored out of our fucking minds, yeah. and we had to sit in the front row because the choir concert was four hours long. And one time we left in the middle, and we're like, "Mom's not gonna know," so we left. And we came back. We got yogurt. We came back, and we and we were so proud of ourselves that no one caught us that we busted ourselves. <laughs> that we were like, "That was great." That was like we were over the top. It was the best choir. We should do more of these choir concerts. <laughs> And Leanne's like, hold on. And she went on Life 360 and breadcrumbed us and was like, did you guys go get fucking yogurt? And we're like, huh? And so, but that happened at our kids' school. The best one, the best one ever, in my opinion, I've never told this on a special, but this is my favorite, my favorite moment as a parent at a school, okay? 
so we go in to pace was what they called uh, our PTA, mm-hmm. right? Pace. So one year is towards the end of the school year and they're, uh, the kids have a, 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 a concert. So Leanne's like, yeah, we got to get there early at like 7.15. And I was like, fuck, for real? So we show up at 7.15, I'm hungover. And we find out they're doing PACE elections and that Leanne tricked me into going so that I could vote because she, she had friends running for things. I was like, I got fucking tricked into this? And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it. So they go and they do all the elections and there's one woman running uncontested. Now this woman had, we used to hike with her and she stopped hiking with us and never explained why. And, but it was really awkward between us. Yeah. So I go, wait, who, wait who's running? She goes, well, da, 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 da. And then Jenna Schwartz is running for president. I go, against who? She goes, uncontested. And I went, not on my watch. She's like, what? And I looked at Brian Stepanek, who's, who's a, a, he acted in a bunch of Nickelodeon things. I go, yo, Brian, nominate me for president. He's like, for real? I go, yeah. And he goes, I nominate Bert Kreischer. I go, I accept. And Leanne's like, the fuck are you doing? This is 100% true, okay? So now I'm really good at public speaking. I'm yeah. really good at it. Jenna Schwartz has not put on hair and makeup and doesn't have an outfit to give a speech. She also has not prepared a speech. She's running uncontested. She comes over and goes, hey, what, what are you doing? And I, by the way, I was in fifth grade. We're going to be out of school next year. Yeah. There's no reason that I would be president. I have not a child at this school. Yeah. And so I go. Jenna Schwartz is first graders. Yeah, she's got kids. She's, she's got, got children. She's going to be there for the next five, seven year years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, what are you doing? And I go, hey, can you please not tamper with this election? I go, I don't want to talk to her. I go, please. She's trying to talk to me. And everyone's like, Jenna, can you give him space? Like, they're serious about it. Leanne's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I go, I just want to find out why she stopped hiking with us. And so they go, who would like to speak first? Jenna does not have a speech ready. I go, I'd like to speak. I went up. I swear to God, this is my speech. My name is Burt Kreischer. I'm running for PACE president. I know Jenna Schwartz. I used to hike with Jenna Schwartz. Me, Jeannie Turbo, uh, Kathy Frompkin, Lynn Grusin, Sandy Tatt, and my wife would hike Fryman Canyon with Jenna Schwartz every day. Every day that was our thing. And then one day she didn't show up. We waited at the trailhead for about 30 minutes until we gave up on our went on our hike. And on our hike, on the way down, we saw Jenna Schwartz hiking with Christy Goodman. Now listen, if you want a president who one day will decide the journey they're on with you is no longer the journey they want to take, then by all means vote for Jenna Schwartz. But if you want a president that's going to wait for the trail at the trailhead for you every single day and take that hike with you, vote for me. My name's Burke Kreischer. I want to be your pace president. Dude in the black goes, I fuck with him. <laughs> I mean, it was the most moving speech. And Jenna Schwartz is now panicked. I sit down and everyone's buzzing around me. They're like, what the fuck, dude? That was a great fucking speech. Everyone's like, I'm voting for Bert. I'm voting for Bert. And Leanne's like, you got to stop right now. And I go, let her explain herself. So Jenna Schwartz gets up. First thing she goes, goes, okay, I have a bad knee, okay? He walks really fast and he won't stop talking about himself the whole time no one got to talk, okay? I go, I rescind my nomination. The place goes fucking bananas. Jenna Schwartz wins. I swear, that's my favorite. That's everything. great. And then, wow. Yeah, yeah. It sucks that my kids grew up and I didn't use all of those things. Because now telling them it seems like glory day talking. Yeah. But like. You couldn't put that in a special? I could. I think it's pretty good. I could. It's just, it's not, it's not, I don't know. It's always better when the story happens to you. Mm. Being the protagonist of a story sometimes, uh, yeah. I feel like seems a little braggy. You know, it's always better when it happens to you, uh-huh, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Like when you're when you're finding out with the audience, it's better. Like, but when you're telling them this is what I did, yeah, I don't know. And it yeah, just yeah, comes. Yeah. It never. 
at a young age, I saw comics do it. Like, let me tell you about this trip I did to Amsterdam. And then they would tell you about how badass their story was. And I would be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it should happen to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. very simply. Like, I, I remember taking it, telling a story about taking Ask and Go to Disneyland. And I would, from my perspective, I wanted to tell you everything that was happening around me, to me. And I was losing my shit. I don't know. How did you lose the weight? Natural, old school. Like, <laughs> I was the only 15-year-old on Atkins, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just did, yeah, I just cut out bread and white. I remember it was like, I was 17 and it was over a summer going back to New York. And I just, I lost like 40 pounds over that summer and I just walked the city and I would listen to like music on my headphones and be like, I, I feel like I can do, like, it just something had shifted. I think I forgave my dad. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I lost 40 pounds and then uh, it took me another year to lose another like 70. And I pretty much kept it off. Is there some truth to that, forgiving your dad? Yeah. Because I, I think there is truth to that for me. I, um, you know, I never met him, but I had always been like angry. I remember, mm. I remember when my dad died, that was another trip, right? Cause I didn't know him. And then I was like 25 mm. and I found his obituary on Google. And I remember being upset because I was like, you know, I've held this like emotional grenade in my hand that at any time I could go find him. Cause he had a whole other family. And I could be like, what do you think of that? And suddenly I didn't even have that. I'm like, oh, I, I said this on your podcast. I'm like, you won. It's a perfect record. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like when you set your mind to something, yeah. just stick with it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You have, you have grudges you hold? Are you pretty good? Uh, like I'm I have some. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Pretty good yeah. There's people I don't want in my life. Yeah. That, that I, and I don't hate them. Yeah. I just don't want them in my life. There's a couple people that have done me wrong financially uh -huh. that uh, I don't, I don't hate. I don't hate, but I, but I, I do, I do see the way they perceive me now, and I don't want. I, I I'm cool with the, I'm cool with us forgiving each other, uh, and talking it out. But I would never trust them, and I would never. Yeah, yeah Like I, I just go now. I, I kind of know who you are. It's the beauty of getting fucked over, is when you get fucked over, you're like, oh, I totally, I totally know everything about you now, and that's so funny. No yeah. one knows that about you. Yeah. But then two other people know it about them, uh -huh. and then we all kind of commiserate on it and you're like it's fucking crazy you know yeah what the fuck shut up and get ready for a little magic wow oh, holy shit gorgeous it's bubbling inside <sighs> look at that that looks look amazing. at that are we getting a tight of that fucking beauty right there <laughs> when they invented wow. lasagna i wonder if they thought some white guy will do it better Dude, no pasta, too. I oh, know, no pasta, no carbs, Ugh. just fucking health. Oh. Let's go. Oh, I think I lost oh, some shit. It's okay. That's it's beautiful. Oh, hold on. What do I have on the... Should we say our last meals? What would we, yeah. oh, we yeah. want? Sure. Yeah, what's your last meal going to be? Heroin at a White Castle. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, I, it'd probably be... Chicken parm, probably Italian. Chicken parm, penne vodka. Ooh. Hot, uh, chocolate lava cake. That'd be my number two. Ooh. Number one is Queen's chicken. Oh, Queen's from, chicken? From uh, Genghis? Yeah. Or, or that place. Uh, just Charles. a general Chow's chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Genghis Khan? 
Genghis Cohen? Genghis Cohen, yeah. Genghis Cohen. Shut the that fuck place? up. God damn it, it's I remember still that place. Good. It's it? fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I don't eat Chinese food anymore. Why? What do you mean? It's oh, it's a gateway food for you. It's just too fattening. It's a gateway food? Gentlemen. Oh my gosh, thank you. This looks great. But might need salt. I try not to add salt because I, I fucking salt things up. Well, you don't need salt. The tomatoes are salty. Yeah, well. I think. Wow. Tell that to my cardiologist. I just saw a cardiologist for the first time. Yeah, what did he say? I felt good about it. He was like. <laughs> well, I'm good. You walked, Clyde. You walked away positive. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Here, you want a knife? I've just had high cholesterol no. my, my entire life, even after I lost weight and the whole thing. And he was like, well, tell me about it. I was like, well, I don't drink. I don't smoke. He's like, okay. I was like, I, I try to work out like five, six days a week if I can. And he's like, okay. And I was like, and I eat fairly healthy. And he's like, so what's your thing? I was mm. like, well, I eat, I eat sweets. I like sweets. He's like, well, how often? I was like, every day. I eat dessert every day. You do? Yeah. That's so funny. I almost made you guys cheesecake. It's all right, babe. Next time. Another time. And he's like, oh, cut that out. And I'm like, doc, it's my final frontier. Yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck do you expect me to do? Yeah, what else am I going to do? Why did you say like, cut it out? He's Whoa. like, Great. This is fucking good. Really good. Yeah? This is fucking good. Let's do it. Really good. Holy shit. And it's keto. Wow. God damn it. Who eggplant. Made? Eggplant. Eggplant is the tongue in your ear to food. Like, you forget how much you enjoy a tongue in your ear until mm. it happens. <laughs> yes. And then you're like, fuck, man. I would say tongue around your asshole, but. <laughs> Dude. We just got into ass play. Yeah. <laughs> Say more. We're not like full into it, mm. but just a little, like right now, we're just like <laughs> at orientation. Sure. Yeah, the welcome package. The welcome package. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> it's reading. <laughs> Leanne's asshole. Where, how, how do you stand with that stuff, Jay? Me? <laughs> I'm right where Bert is. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Wait, how are you with ass play? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I'm right where Bert is. <laughs> uh huh. And then I'll approach it in 23 years. When we're married yeah. 23 years, so yeah, I'll approach yeah, it. Yeah, you get bored. This is really this fucking good. This is so good. great. And by the way. I'm impressed. Thank you. Really I'm a am. little shocked. God damn it, this is fucking good. Yeah, it's really nice. What's the most fun thing about all the money? <laughs> hmm. uh, PJ? No. No, you can't appreciate that. Private jets are like sex. Like it's all the getting there is getting her panties off, mm. and then it's probably like a one night stand. I've never had. A, I've had. Well, I've kind of had a one night stand or two, maybe. But like, it's kind of like a one night stand where you go like, you get home with her. You're not in love with her. She's not that attractive, but it's happening, and you're like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Everything's great about it until you come, and then that's yeah. when it's like landing in a private jet where you're like. <laughs> This is a waste of twenty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, like I could have paid for my daughter's college. No, I think what's cool about money is not thinking about it. Right. Yep. It's like the, what sucks about being broke is thinking about it. Yep. When you talked about Marnie saying like we should change the eggshell, and you're like, I got to do something with my career. Yeah. I had a really hard time being present with my children when they were young because we were broke, and I felt like if I wasn't working or trying to make money, mm -hmm. that I was letting them down as a father. Yeah. It's an old school mentality that I just provide all the material shit, but that is where my head was for the majority of their childhood. I need to provide all the material shit. And I, I remember having a hard time enjoying life because I was stressed. I remember super simple things like going to drop off 
and seeing dads that seemed not to have a care in their life because they had money. And I was, I was like, I want to be that guy. Sure. Uh, what's the guy who played Steve Prefontaine in the movie about Steve Prefontaine? Jared Leto. Other dude. Uh, oh, uh, Billy, 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 Billy Crudup. Jim Caviezel. No, no Billy, Billy Crudup. Crudup. Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup and our kids went to school together. Yeah. I don't know how much money Billy, Billy Crudup has. He's a fucking great actor. He's a great actor. Wow. And I knew that he didn't have to worry about money because he was that good of an actor. Mm -hmm. I remember looking at him at drop off with not a care in his world, like just great skin, great hair, big fucking smile, connect, he taught, make eye contact with you. And I remember being like, that's what it's like to have money. And then he was dating like Claire Danes. Yeah. He had just, she, he had just broken up with his chick. He was dating Claire Danes and someone at a, at a, school picnic took pictures of him and Claire Danes and sold them. And everyone came to me. They thought it was me. <laughs> and I remember going, if I had money, they wouldn't think it was, like I would never do that. Right. I did have a pretty badass camera then. <laughs> I, mean, I did, for the record, I did have a pretty badass camera. So I was like, I like Billy Crudup. And then me and Billy Crudup never spoke again. And I was like, fuck man, if I had money, no one would have guessed that about me. They would have been like, well, Bert wouldn't have done it. So like, that's the, like, being that's Billy so Crudup so is the best part about having money. Like a, Hey, you yeah. know, going like, oh, you're not worried about things. You're not worried about health insurance. You're not worried about the dentist. You're not worried about paying for the fucking surgery we had to get on George's jaw and not having money to do it. You're not worried about our kids driving in a shitty car because Leanne's car is shit and we had to get a nice car and then that car payment's $800 a month. And then yeah. like, you're not worried about nannies that we don't, can't afford. You're not worried about any of that. That's the best part. It's like, I get to be a little more present. Yeah. I'm doing it now. I have two private schools to pay for this year. I used to only have one. Oh, oh wait. Too. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then they ask you for money on top of that. Then you get emails like, we'd love more. You're like, what? <laughs> Crazy. Do you guys want any more? Do you want any more? I think I'm good. Okay. Perfect. We, and by the way, had a fucking great conversation. Yeah, it was good. I, I love it. you guys. I love, I love you, you guys. Man. I love that you guys are friends also, mm. but I love you guys independently of your loving each other. <laughs> Love Congratulations you, on you. everything. Yeah, congrats to you, Bert. Thanks you had a for big year. Us. Thanks for having us. No, thank you. Fucking, you're a great cook. All right, guys. Yeah. It's pretty good. Let's end on that. I'm a great cook. Something's burning. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.